Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I am so thrilled to introduce Carlos Acosta, who is celebrating his incredible 30-year dance career. To mark this amazing milestone, he is bringing his dance company, Acosta Dancer, from Cuba to London to perform at the Royal Albert Hall from the 2nd to the 5th of October. Hi, Carlos. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you're coming to London and performing at the Royal Albert Hall to celebrate your incredible 30-year career. Looking back over the years with so many huge achievements, do you have any career highlights that have been particularly special to you or uh, particular moments or performances that you can share? Um, career moments? Is that what you asked him? Yeah. yeah. Well, I got many, obviously, but there is um, a, the, a particular moment that actually launched my career was when I was 16 years old and I won the Prix de Lausanne, which was a prestigious ballet, comp uh, ballet um, competition in Switzerland. Yes. Uh, before there, I was in, in Cuba and I had really not uh, a, a very clear future and then I was in uh, uh, you know all, all the newspaper had my my photograph and I won a prestigious Grand Prix so that gave me the confidence that I needed to carry on and uh, I thought to myself well perhaps I really have a shot at this a really good shot at this if I really work hard enough I can come out of poverty and I can help my family and I can do a life that uh, that's going to be great. So that uh, is a moment that I always treasure. And from winning that prestigious competition, you have danced with so many of the top companies around the world and you've guested almost every amazing stage that we can think of and performed with incredible dancers. Has there been a performance or is there a particular role that has been one of your favorites um, over your career? I have many because the, the good thing about what I do is that they give you the opportunity to be somebody that you're not in real life and that's what's fun about it. You know, one day you are a prince, uh, another day you are sort of an abstract being, another day, um, you know, you could be a jester, uh, you could be Mercutio, uh, Romeo, I mean, it's always, you're changing constantly. And then after that, you are... Um, um, uh, learning to profit from all these experiences and and, and it's just great it's fun uh, and so for instance Romeo and Juliet is got to be one of my favorite ones but also something another role that is quite different than that is Spartacus which I also play with the Bolshoi Theater uh, and and um, you know, uh, they are one of among my the greatest role I, I ever played. But um, I think that that's what um, it has kept me uh, uh, constantly growing as an artist is the fact that I didn't stay where where I was. 
uh, IK mutating into lending into different uh, roles. To me, what was um, more easier was uh, the roles that um, in, it has a, a display of a bravura display, technical display, you know, high jumps and things mm -hmm. like that, sort of like Don Quixote, like Diane and Action. But I never got the opportunity before to play roles like the the Prince in Swan Lake or Giselle and by um do them regularly. I learned how to 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 do them and so therefore I could uh, show a sort of multi aspect of to my dancing that was no pigeonholed uh, ultimately. And you mentioned this um, desire to evolve and to, to learn. And throughout your career, you have um, taken on many roles, not just as a acclaimed professional dancer, you are a choreographer, a producer, you now run your own dance company. Um, with all of those talents and with all of those different roles, do you find one that is the most rewarding or... Um, one that you think you, you fits you the best? Uh, I think uh, Don Quixote choreographed uh, my own production of Don Quixote mm -hmm. is being really rewarded because they put on stage, it, was, it had to do also with my vision of that particular role. And it is a role that I've been dancing ever since I was 16. In fact, Pri de Lausanne, that, that competition in Switzerland that I won at the age of 16, uh, I wanted performing the solo of Don Quixote. Yeah, And then I had the opportunity to create a three-act ballet in, in uh, 2014, it was, I think, uh, to the Royal Ballet. Uh, and I performed in it as well. So it had... The evening, it has everything to do with my vision uh, about that particular classic, uh, and uh, and also I, I was also the, um, the Basilio, which was the main character, and that it was very rewarding. Where you have all these elements, the choreographic elements, the performing elements, all these elements coming together, it was uh, the ultimate uh, greatest reward that you could ever have because, um, you know, it was just also uh, uh, not just the, the dancing aspect, uh, but also uh, it was an achievement in terms of choreo choreography, choreographically. So I think uh, that, to me, um, um, it summarizes everything that uh, up until point, that point I could cultivate uh, throughout my career. Um, what an amazing production that was! Absolutely, quite incredible. You, you, you saw it. You yes, saw it. yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, I, I still, rem I still remember it. It was amazing. Um, uh, but you retired from classical ballet two years ago um, as a you know, full-time performer. Tell us about the your experience of transitioning from the you know, principal roles to now running your own company. What does that last two years look like for you? Yeah, like any transition, it's very nerve-wracking because you don't know whether if what you're going to do after uh, is going to fulfill you as much. But uh, I had to say it was very seamless. 
because I was always somebody who was doing many things at the same time. It wasn't always about dance for me. It was about, you know, evolving and exploring and being curious. Uh, that's what it was all about, and and therefore that curiosity led me to write a couple of books and to choreograph and to put on my own shows at the same time, dancing many other roles. Uh, and so when that that particular moment arrived, I already at that point formed my company. So it was a seamless transition um, from uh, being a classical dancer into a platform that I already created that gave me the chance to carry on to uh, dancing eventually more contemporary roles and also uh, working with with uh, different choreographers. Uh, and, but uh, nevertheless, I was very nervous. I thought that perhaps, um, you know, uh, whatever come next wasn't going to bring me as much fulfillment, but it, it, it has. And also that... Um, also, what was very rewarding is the the fact that you know I have my daughters. I got three daughters, and I have more time to spend with with her, uh, with them. Because my eldest daughter, I I was quite again. It was that transition, and I'm still dancing with the Royal Ballet mm-hmm. and touring everywhere. So I I had a regret that I I. I couldn't spend as much time with her as I wanted to, uh, but now I can. Um, although I'm still, sometimes I have to go to queue and so on. Uh, it gave me the chance to be to be actually a, a father to them and to be involved in whatever is going on in their life. So I think this new chapter in my life have bring me a lot of joy actually. I have to say, it's not often um, that we hear. Um, men or male dancers talking about their fatherly role. Um, so that's that for me feels quite lovely and quite unique, and it's it's quite incredible that you're focusing very much on on that part of your life now. Mm. Yeah, it, it is important uh, because uh, you know I I didn't have I wasn't fortunate enough um, uh, to have my father around. Uh, because well, he was going all over the place trying to uh, get the money and uh, you know driving his lorry up and down trying to sustain us, mm-hmm. uh, and that is is a is I wish this is something that I wish it uh, it, uh, it it could have changed for me, but obviously you know um, uh, I'm trying to to do, and I remember those things. I remember how I used to feel not having my family around, really? you know. Uh, and I'm trying to, so that the history doesn't repeat itself, and I try to provide that kind of uh, comfort, you know, from, from them. And also, because I am into a multicultural relationship, it is important that the, that side of their culture, which is uh, is mine, also a growth in them so that's why we make the decision to spend two times two months of the year in cuba all the family moved to cuba our eldest daughters study in cuba and practice spanish obviously so that she also they both they all of them know all the worlds and all the side of the culture their culture you know as well 
um, the culture of the father. And so uh, it's the best that we could give them, the freedom to, to know different culture, people from different backgrounds, so that they can understand the world better. You know, uh, and, and I, I think it's, uh, it's something that we are aware of, um, you know, in, in, in bring them bring them up. And thinking about, um, you know, the Cuban culture, you've got your own dance company, Costa Danza. Um, I, tell us about the vision for your company and the type of dancers that you look for to, to join your company. I I went for dancers from the classical background and from the contemporary background with a very strong technique that could provide a foundation in which to build uh, and which to build on top of. Um, and so I thought that I would build a company in Cuba to also give back to my country and help the arts scene in Cuba that give that gives the chances to the audience in Cuba to see some of the most prominent choreographers in the world and at the same time to bring to the world all our Cuban talent. Uh, I think one of our main purpose is to share with the world this wonderful talent that so that they could come out of obscurity, being dancers that the world had never heard of or choreographers that uh, could be in different parts of the world that, that are not always the usual choreographers that everybody want to normally uses, but these are people who are equally talented, but nobody will give them a chance. And so that is also the uh, work that we're doing with our foundation. It's not about the obvious talent that everybody knows. It's about the talent that nobody knows and find them and discover them and bring them to to the light uh, i i am aware that because of the money issues for instance mm -hmm. uh, um, there are a lot of talent that could never ever had a chance yeah. would never had a chance that i that i had and that's where the foundation goes to find them and provide an education for free so that that the, the talent can can grow. So you really are giving back, not just to your culture and your country, but also to other dancers and giving them opportunities they wouldn't otherwise have had. And this very much to me sounds like the impact your own personal story has on how you're approaching your company and, and your life. And I guess... This has no doubt influenced your entire dance career. That's right. I mean, the thing about me is that I have so much enthusiasm about life, uh, and, and life is too short, you know. Mm. For I wish uh, I could live forever, you know. Because yeah. I, I just there's so many things that I want to do, but I know that I could never achieve. But while I'm still around, I want to be able to live the life as the fullest and and create an impact in many fronts, uh, and at the same time, fulfilling my thirst of discovery and 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 just go for something that sometimes people deem impossible. 
Uh, I can only do little by little, but I already, uh, with my company that is only three years old and my school that started, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have proved that, uh, you know, we got something uh, going on here uh, and this is going to uh, hopefully be visible in these shows coming up in October in the sun as well because for the first time uh, we're going into a venue which is very large without the help of any international stars. There is basically a full orchestra, myself and my company. And we're going to perform uh, Carmen, which is a choreography mm -hmm. that I did, with my dancers. So the Carmen, for the first time, is not going to be uh, the most um, talk-about star, you know, that everybody knows. It's going to be equally an amazing star that nobody knows. And hopefully from this this point on, everybody knows. Uh, and that's what it's all about, that um, in this other camp of obscurity, there are many, many talents that are not obvious that they're waiting to be discovered. And in Cuba, there are many, many talents. And a talent that if we don't do something about them, they will leave. They will leave the country, go to another company, mm. and uh, it is also a big challenge for me to, for them to bring the world to them, to, for them to meet the financial expectations yeah. that allow them to stay. I had the privilege that I, don't, I didn't have because I didn't have the privilege of growing up with my family because I too had to leave everything behind and 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 go and dance so that I could sustain them. Yeah, but yeah. them locally can do all that, have a great career, travel the world regularly, and go back to their country of origin and share all that with their parents and having the car, the houses, mm. the income they need to live in the country. That's the natural thing. It's the most natural thing. But uh, it is it is a big challenge, and uh, at the moment. You know, and I know that I, I, in, in, you know, I'm not going to be able to succeed in all of them because, you know, uh, everybody will want uh, to choose a life that mm -hmm. they want to choose regardless. But uh, I can always try. And uh, at this point, I think uh, the whole team of Acosta Ansa is doing a great job in, in doing so. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm quite taken back by what you've just said there. And uh, I'm... I'm Really keen to um, understand from you. You talk about this, you know, giving the opportunities to the, to the next generation and really showcasing the, the local talents and enabling them to have a, a flourishing and fulfilling um, professional dance career within their own hometowns. Thinking about those aspiring dancers, not just in Cuba but also around the world, who would listen to your own story of you know, being the youngest of 11 children in an impoverished family and going on to succeed and still really focused on giving back and creating and involving and so many dreams and, and visions still to come. What advice would you give to other young aspiring dancers who would love to be able to have a successful career in dance? Well, it's got to be, it's like I always say that hard work or would always prevail. There's going to be people 
all the time in your past that say you're not good or you're not good enough or you're not going to get anywhere or maybe a teacher that shouts at you or and everything and makes you perhaps run away from the from it all or uh, or or fall out of love to this wonderful world that we call dance but you know this is 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 life itself it's not it's not about even dance it's about life itself you're always going to have obstacles and then at the end you have choices what do you do with those obstacles and my advice is always is just just work harder and and try to be focused and never, never give up on your dream for nobody because nobody should have that power over you and your dreams. And ultimately, you know, that work prevails and your talent and your impetus, it will flourish. Yeah, it might take longer and you have to take harder, but eventually you get there. Because it is possible to be born in the streets of Havana, mm -hmm. you know, and have no future, and be a break dancer on the streets of Havana, and become one, you know, a principal dancer of one of the greatest companies like the Royal Ballet. It is possible. Yeah, it's not uh, a myth or a cliche. It is possible. I mean, I've done it. And I did it fair and square by working, and working hard, and listening, and retaining that enthusiasm that it led me to to today um and that ultimately the soul the sun is too is so bright you cannot hide it with your hand with fingers it's too bright and you have to turn yourself into the sun that bright so that if you're black or from wherever you are come from or you have different origins or you look at a certain way you'll be so bright that people cannot ignore you, uh, and and I believe that work working and dreaming uh, can achieve this. That is such beautiful and practical advice, um, which I'm sure listeners around the world will take to heart. And I love that vision of being as bright as the sun that you can't ignore. And I have to say that. We are so looking forward to your coming over or coming and performing with a Costa dancer in London. I can't wait to see it. Um, I'm going to be coming to Cuba as well. I cannot wait to see the company performing in their hometown, um, which would be absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. For listeners who are in London or those coming to the capital in October, get your tickets to Carlos Acosta, a celebration at the Royal Albert Hall from 2nd to the 5th of October. And you can get your tickets at the Royal Albert Hall website, royalalberthall.com. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.